0: This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Lord oh God, we thank you. We pray that your word will prevail in our life. Your spirit now come to reveal the truth from your eternal word. We thank you, Lord. Eternal, it doesn't change. Same yesterday, today, and forever. We have not come to change the word. We have come to promote it. We have come to proclaim it. We have come to receive it, to submit to it, to commit and achieve it, Lord, through your spirit, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank God for all of you coming to worship the Lord, our God, as we have done, sun up and sun sun down for many years. Hallelujah, God. And I pray for souls who are deceived and kind of stymied in their walk due to the mischievous, deceitful teachings of seducing spirits. My God, I pray that God will untangle them out of the web of deceit and help them to be free to walk a walk of faith yes. as we have been enabled by the Spirit of God to do all these years. Yes. We thank God in Jesus' name. Yes. We're going to be in First Peter and in Hebrews today, yet promoting our spiritual maturity series. Yes. Thankful to God for the testimonies I've heard this morning. Yes. Um, amen. Coming from our elder Gwen and we thank God, and um, I was able to get through a hard week and, and uh, get to this uh, week called a Midwinter Recess. It seemed like all hell was trying to break loose before we could get to the Midwinter Recess. But here we are, amen, yeah. beginning at the onset of it. I'll be able to get some work done outside of the schoolhouse that uh, God has now opened up time for me to do. And to, most importantly, get a break. (laughs) Hallelujah. Anyhow. So I thank God for you and you and you praying us through. And being able to hold up the bloodstained banner of the Lord. We've been doing it all these years. Thank you for your faithful encouragement. I just want to, amen, congratulate all of you on behalf of the Lord who stands by my side that you have been faithful and you have made me happy in Jesus amen. that you, amen, can be depended upon. I applaud and salute all Thank of you. you. Amen. Thank, you. Thank God for you. Thank you. First Peter 1, 22 in the King James says, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit that's capital S, the Holy Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren That's love that's real We today say keep it real Right We don't want to be two faced Fakes I heard a Christian rapper say he don't want any Fakery around him Mm. My God We need the unfeigned love of the brethren See that ye love One another with a what Pure heart Fervently Look at that that's a lot Pure heart and fervently Keeping it it warm. Keeping it alive in the most holy faith in Jesus. Amen. And in Hebrews 6, verses 9 and 10, King James Version, it says, But, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which ye have showed toward his name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Uh, The Holy Ghost has an addendum of scripture in Hebrews 9, looking at uh, uh, chapter 8, um, looking at towards the end there. Uh, Let's see here. God is trying to pronounce... The new covenant a better way has been made through jesus he said for this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days saith the lord i will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts and i will be to them a god and they shall be to me a people and they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying Know the Lord, for all shall know me, and, uh, shall know me from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. This comes after repentance. Uh, the preceding scriptures explained that verse thirteen, in that He saith, a new covenant uh, He hath made, the first old. Uh, So Jesus is talking about the new covenant when he's talking about now uh, sin being eradicated by what he will do on the cross. He said, now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. And here we see in chapter nine of Hebrews, Christ is superior in his priestly ministry. The earthly priesthood uh, explained here verses one through ten. Then verily the first covenant is had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. See, all these are pictures of Christ though. Mm -hmm. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer, And the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was a golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant. And over it the cherubims of glory, shadowing the mercy seat of which we cannot now speak particularly. Now, when these things were thus ordained, the priests "...went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God, but into the second went the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people." Verse 8, "...the Holy Ghost." This signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing." Verse nine, which was a figure, see a picture, prophetic picture for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. Then it goes on to explain Christ's priesthood. But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled, the unclean sanctifieth to purify of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serving the living God? Thank God we have the new testator, Jesus Christ. I thank God for how Hebrews explains the bridging from the former to now our, amen, modern day. The main body of this discourse is based on Hebrews chapter six through eight. There are symbolic references in the scriptures that serve as lessons for our relationship with God, his true leaders, other Christians, and the unsaved. God also uses our uh, earthly relationships to help us understand how we should relate to him. His holy will must be done how? On earth as it is in heaven. Our heavenly citizenship should supersede all things, right? And there should be evidence in our everyday life, our testimony, that we diligently seek to please God in all of our relationships. Others should recognize the glory of God shining through us. Our life should show the evidence of a better covenant. I want to talk to you about that. The evidence of a better covenant. Amen, amen. We know that there... factions and uh, false teachings uh, led by the culprit of all evil. He uh, was shaped in iniquity in his mind and uh, he seeks to counter the sowings of good that God prevails in to help us get saved. The devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour He's looking for those who are not sober in the Lord. God says, be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. He will be able to devour you if you are drunk with the wine of the world, as our National Negro Anthem says in this lyrics. Um, you will be found lost without hope, and you will be entangled with sin. You will be confused. And you will not, amen, have the right teaching. You will be mistaught. Uh, you will become, as the scripture says, a folk that's perishing because they lack the holy knowledge. Amen. We need the holy knowledge and wisdom of God today. the uh, And that's from the uh, Bible that hasn't been messed with. The unadulterated yes. word of God. We need the real word of God. Not based on additives from uh, manly traditions amen not based on that which we take away to keep our manly traditions and theologies intact we have to keep the word as is God meant for it to say something we got to let it say what it says amen, amen. Though it hit us square in the eye we got to take the word as it is so God amen will make the crooked straight God will fill the valleys in our soul God Amen. Take the roughness in us and smooth it over. Anything high above God, he will tear it down. Hallelujah. This is why he came. And we have to know of whose we are. And we have to walk in his will and in his way. Amen. We need God. And and we have to walk in the holy faith. From the get-go, amen, as God created the world, he formed in Eden. The Edenic Covenant. And there were certain rules and regulations for which man was to govern himself. And he was not able to govern himself. He broke that covenant. Adam came, the Adamic Covenant. He broke, we broke that. My God, sin prevailed in the earth and God had to bring a flood because man failed in the Noahic Covenant. My God, then there came people walking in the earth and God had to prevail and save someone from idolatrous, uh, an idolatrous family and called Abram from out of there. Amen. And God formed an Abrahamic covenant. Amen. And God said, amen, those who bless you will be blessed and those who curse you will be cursed. And God formed a people. They weren't called Jews until God formed a mind for Abraham to let the men become circumcised. My God, it's a picture of our heart being circumcised. And God doesn't say we have to be circumcised to be saved. But God brings his spirit in our life and he enables us now to sever the tie of evil and cut it away. Amen. So we'll be free to walk a walk of faith. And we need to be circumcised in our heart. The Abrahamic covenant was a picture to help us, amen, walk and not be weary, run and not fade and make it, amen, to the eternal throne. God had to come through the uh, generations of man to show that no matter what, God can walk through there and yet remain holy, amen, even though we fail every covenant, God made the Davidic covenant happen, and David, my God, we saw what happened in his life. But through him, amen, the holy seed yet came and prevailed through. And upon uh, the throne of David was Christ Jesus, amen. And Jesus said, give me the baton. I'm going to help us run through truth, leap over walls, as David wrote, my God. And he's going to help us prevail and make it in to, amen, the holy place of God. They thought they had the holy of holies. My God in that tabernacle. But God has a holy of holies. My God. Yet we all shall attain to where, where when we make it in through the Holy Ghost, God's going to say, come into the joy of the Lord. Now, joy, amen, was a noun. My God. And you can be joyful in an adjective. And, but God is yet making it an eternal noun. He's making it a place. An eternal place where he lights it up. Amen. We don't need the light. Uh, to light us up. It's going to be lit by Christ. He's the light of the world. And we can make it into that joy of the Lord. But you have to be faithful. You cannot be one who has a breach of covenant. Amen. We have to walk in the covenant of God. It's an eternal covenant which shall never be broken. It's a better way. Hebrews expresses the better covenant. We need the evidence of this better covenant in our life. If we are to be saved, set free... From sin, When we're born, we're shaped in iniquity. That means we are in covenant with the devil. Amen. God has to sever the tie of that covenant so we can have a covenant with Christ. Uh-huh. And, in, and when you walk in Christ, you are his follower. You are allowing him to be your mentor. You are allowing him to be your rabbi. He's your teacher. Oh, hallelujah! And God's going to write the word on your heart that you will not sin against God. It's a better covenant because it is alive. Christ is alive. He's the living word, the living truth. He's not just some dead stone where His hand had to write upon it and inscribe letters upon, so that we could remember what God had in His mind for us to do now jesus will write it upon your heart yes. but how many people my god they'd rather believe a lie than they believe the truth yes, that's right. and they'll believe amen fables and traditions of amen their camaraderie from whence they come but god is saying no i'm calling you out like i called abram out i called them out of there and now he's not going to worship idols. He's going to show them that they must worship the most high God. Yes. He had to, amen, tell his own family. For God I live, for God I die. He had to leave out of there. Thank you, even though, amen, the vision tarried, he waited for it. Oh, I'm going to make your seed more than the stars in the sky. Meanwhile, his wife barren can't have a child look at God, people had faith in the word of God, there's a who's who Uh, amen Uh, you heard of the hall of fame on this earth, but there's a hall of faith in the book of Hebrews, my God, and the people of God had faith enough to keep their hands on the plow and not be counted with the unfit, you are unfit when you can't keep the covenant and you can only keep the covenant in Christ through the power of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost enables you to keep the covenant. Or otherwise, you will walk in the counsel of the unrighteous and you will be in breach of covenant. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you. As the Godhead is relational, so should his body of believers be relational. I read amen notes in a magazine that used to exist, the Discipleship Journal magazine. They didn't get enough people to support them and ask the shame. But Sue Klein noted in the Discipleship Journal magazine when it was yet thriving, God's triunity tells us that he has never been alone. He has always been in relationship. Only a relational God would go to the lengths that he has gone through to know us, love us, and enjoy eternity with us. End quote. God's spirit seeks to develop new and better relational evidence in his church, which this local assembly is a part of. We need new evidence in the relational process of unbelievers being ushered into becoming believers and those believers becoming servants of God within the context of the church family in general and in our assembly here at the realm. Uh, How committed are we? In serving God people how committed are we to the vision God has given for this local assembly and for each other how committed are we yes. the main inspired thought here is that God is seeking for quality over quantity and we can see that readily right among us amen yes. hallelujah <laughs> we need evidence of spiritual growth over elevations it's not about titles in them. It's about amen being entitled to say I belong to Jesus because he has set me free. His spirit prevails in my life and I can walk in the spirit and not give in to the lust of the flesh. That's what we need. We all can experience being completely weaned away from the elementary to the steadfastness of a mature status in him. Hence he has us in this prophetic curricula of the spiritual maturity series thank you lord Mm -hmm. god is trying to show us something that the main inspiration of thought here as we have seen pictured by our jewish brothers the uh the jewish converts of the new testament had to embrace the fulfillment of god's revealed will and we have to do it in our time today still A firm foundation has been laid whereupon we must build according to God's divine blueprint. God wants our true loyalty, not a compromised, superficial loyalty. My God, not based on having fun and being able to, you know, brown nose the pasture and get the titles we want when we want them. Mm -hmm. It's not about that. My God, we must move from being mere consumers of the fruit of God to becoming reproducers of the fruit of God. Mature believers understand the heavenly priesthood of Jesus Christ and know how to come to the throne of grace for help. Yes. They are skillful in using God's truth in their personal lives. Yes. And they can also teach others. Yes. Do you qualify for that? Are you exemplifying the theme of this discourse? The evidence of a better covenant? Yes. My God. Hebrews chapter 6. Through eight, these chapters prophetically note a progressive spiritual development conducive to acquiring the evidence of a better covenant as follows. There are three main ideals here. Thank God. One, uh, chapter six warns that the ABCs of the Christian faith are important, but we should, as one commenter puts it, use them as a launching pad and not a parking lot. For the challenge is this. Let us go on to maturity. Getting sluggish and dull toward the word of God leads to a wayward falling and also fruitlessness. Getting sluggish and dull toward the word of God leads that way, and the devil would have it that way. And he will lead some to become uh, disobedient believers, bringing shame to the name of Christ, bringing a reproach on the name of Jesus, preserving themselves for the chastisement. Or the judgment of God, depending on the depth of their falling away. Maturity is not automatic. You must yield yourself to uh, diligence and to faith and to um, the ability to stay put in that way. It's called patience in the Bible. It doesn't mean you're able to put up with things a long time and not have a bad attitude. It means you, you have this stay putness. You, you stay put. Amen. In uh, the road that God has us to walk in. Yeah. That's what the, the walk of patience is about. Number two, better covenant is this. Chapter 7 in Hebrews encourages us that Jesus Christ can be our eternal high priest and king. As high priest, he offers salvation that is complete and perfect. As we abide in him, we have an eternal life source that sustains us beyond this finite life. This salvation should lead to spiritual maturity, depending on our continued walk of faith, that is. You can be the best you in Jesus if you stay at his throne of grace. Many self-help books, Christian uh, promoted self-help kind of books will not necessarily build up the throne of Jesus. They don't wanna talk too much about that because it'll throw people off. And uh, they want the people to stay happy uh, and being, you know, not preached at, if you will. And that's a shame because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How can they hear without, amen, having the word spoke to them? And how can they have the word spoken to them without those who preach and teach? You need preaching and teaching. Stand folks want entertainment and singing and stuff and rub them down. Butter both sides of their toast. Put some jelly in every corner. But God is saying, No, I tell you, I'm gonna tell you like I need to tell you, because you need to be told in this finite season, because there's an eternity ahead. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Number three, of why we need the evidence of a better covenant. Uh, chapter eight reminds us that Jesus is the genuine article of what our souls really should be longing for. On earth, we taste of things that are more deadly the better they taste. See, that they taste good, but they're more and more deadly. But at the right hand of the throne of God lives the eternal substance of what we uh, really need. We really hunger and thirst for Jesus. Our bodies really need that. Our souls need that. Our minds need that. Uh, He is not a substitutionary foreshadow. He is the real deal. He is supposed to be our what? Living bread. And that that kind of bread will never mold, amen, will never mildew. Our living water, he should be that, that will never become contaminated, amen. He leads us to be stewards of his kingdom while we are yet on earth, transforming our characters as his word is written in our hearts when we are in fellowship with him. As his disciples, we become the personification of his grace we become the walking examples of grace as we share his testimony of being a living sacrifice in our lives christ living in us he's shining through us amen our continued unselfish unfeigned labor of love through the holy spirit will enable us to become living sacrifices that affect the uh, evidence of this better covenant We can attain the status of a better sanctuary when our love and passion for God are congruently aligned. We need the mind of God to facilitate this spiritual advantage. We cannot allow the deeds of the flesh to unravel the threading of our community quilt. Amen. That's a black history thing. Community quilt. (laughs) We should have a community quilt of Christ held together by the flow of who? The Holy Spirit. We must maintain a baptismal portion of the Holy Ghost so that the Lord's praises continually flow from where our mouths and that our communication with him never ceases. Amen. Pray without ceasing. In other words, keep on communicating with him. Thank God. Some of our tightest situations in life. We ought to yet prevail in communicating with God. Have your way, Lord. Save, Lord. Touch, Lord. I know I can't get there right now, Lord, but I know you are there. We are trusting in him. Amen? Sometimes we're in the heat of the battle. And God says, keep your mouth closed and watch me work. You just keep your face like a flint and trust in me in your heart. And watch me do what I do. Hallelujah. That's how I was this week. I thank God for keeping me. Hallelujah. Keeping my name intact. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 30 years of teaching, God said I have never failed you in all those years, and I never will fail you. When it's time for you to throw the mic down, then you throw it down. Otherwise, keep your face like a flip and keep on keeping on in Jesus' name. And that's what I intend to do. I'm going to shine for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be a Holy Ghost uh, professional teacher. Amen. Amen. And this is what the kids want. It's not about candy, me, being nice and all of that. They're walking through the halls and saying, hi, Mr. Jackson, hi, Mr. Jackson, out of their line. They're saying, hi, Mr. Jackson, to me. But they're really loving Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm able to give bits of Jesus to them. Amen. Hallelujah. Without saying, turn ye to this page in the Bible. I'm still giving them Jesus. Why? Because Jesus lives in me and I can't help myself. Amen. I sound like a Holy Ghost man. Kids who have been in church. They'll pull me to the side. They say, are oh, you a preacher? You sound like my pastor. I say, Oh, I can't hide it. I'm a preacher. I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. Hallelujah, anyhow. They can tell the way I teach, the way I bring things, and, and how it sounds, and the vernacular, and the movement, and the rhythm. And they say, Hey, you're a preacher. Hallelujah, anyhow. I can't hide it. I don't want to hide it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. I can't keep it to myself. I what? Got to tell somebody else. Oh, hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We gotta live it. We gotta live it. We gotta live it. Let him let God arise, and our enemies be scattered. Amen. They brought heat and anger, but God led the meeting. Amen. And God turned it out into peacefulness, sobriety, and commitments to being, Amen, peaceful. I remember one meeting years ago, uh, the parent was just throwing off, throwing off, throwing off all of his uh, ideas of what I should do and how I should say it. And uh, we were gonna leave the meeting like that. That's what I was kind of told to do. And the Lord said, no, don't leave the meeting like that. Don't let your good be evil spoken of, amen? Then I said, "No, nope, I need to uh, add an addendum here. He had his say, now it's my turn, amen. And my leader had his head kind of half down. I said, that's alright. Hallelujah. It's Jesus' turn. And God gave me a two-minute sermon and I read it. I read it through as the Holy Ghost gave it to me. And the last word I said was Christ. Uh, I said, yes. People love, you know, how you know they, they see pictures of the Lord and oh he's holding the pins. And oh, but you know what? Christ does have rules. That's the same thing in my life. I'm happy, I'm joyful, and all that. But I have rules just like Christ. And that's, boom, that's I put the mic down. And then they had to leave me alone. You let Christ rise and what? Your enemies will be scattered. Thank God. Prayer hasn't left the school. I'm in there praying. Hallelujah. Anyhow, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to give Jesus because Jesus is in me. That's all I can do. He comes out of my pores. Hallelujah, there should be one evidence Hallelujah. of a better covenant coming out of your life. Is the Holy Ghost giving you a sustained drive to survive? Is your cup of life overflowing with him? You know, rivers cannot flow very well when they are dammed, can they? So let's avoid building the walls of partition that are deterrents to our unity and obstacles to our personal maturity. That is why civil wars exist in the churches today. Some are building according to the blueprint of God, while others are counter builders. My God, I'm gonna give you some information now. Can I be a little bit astute right here? Mm -hmm. According to the major poll uh, accomplished by said Barna group, he was a mega church pastor at once and now God led him to retire from that and to gather evidence about our church culture. We formed a group called the Barna Group, which provides statistical evidence of the malady we see in today's world. The intensity level of the commitment to personal spiritual growth among so-called believers is grossly incongruent to their confessions of faith. They easily confess, but cannot seem to profess less than 18 percent or one out of every five said that their effort to grow spiritually is the single most intense commitment in their life today. About 10% said they really do not put forth an effort or rarely show any interest. About 20% admitted that they were inconsistent and, and experienced limited results. The rest, which comprises about 52%, said that they are consistent, but they could not say that they experienced viable returns they could not testify of any significant results. What are the reasons for these discipleship challenges? Some said their busyness was their deterrent. Others claimed um, that it was a, a mere lack of motivation. Some said that personal limitations, such as emotional limits, financial limits, health problems and such were their barriers. Uh, The common thread in all of these obstacles, essentially, is a lack of passion to be godly. Isn't that sad? A lack of passion to be godly. What are the implications of their sincerity, allegiance, and adherence to Christian values? Some of them posed social and ecclesiastical dilemmas as their barriers. Thank God we have an example such as Paul in in the Word of God who modeled the persevering passion that is necessary for us to sustain spiritual growth unto maturity. Despite his social and ecclesiastical dilemmas, he was able to persevere. To get to that kind of level, though, we must be willing to change our paradigm of praise. Ah, from whence comes our theology in our life? How are we thinking about life Mm -hmm. in all? My God. So from the sole participation of the weekend event of worship to a process of daily worship, Jesus must be our what? All in all. The Holy Spirit can successfully coach us to that place where our affections have been placed on things above, where Christ sits at the right hand of the throne of God. However, when our passion for God is displaced, we lose our grounding in the truths of God especially when we have people around us not amen in the true unadulterated word of god they are listening to fables and the theology of seducing spirits satan gains ground in the mind of believers when he uses his wiles to increase their unsuspected vulnerability to becoming carnally drunk passive ineffective bystanders So many people want to be that. I'll be a part of your church, but let me just be a bystander. I just want to come and feel a little Jesus, maybe rub the good luck log in the front and go on back home. My God, this is not the Apollo, baby. This is the house of God, the gate of heaven. My God. Where God's spirit once ruled, now the sensuality of the carnal mind will prevail when we let that happen, opening the door of uh, our spirit to doctrines of devils. The passion that was once exclusive to God will then be used to pursue after idols. In other words, the Moors of pop culture. What, What are the gurus of pop culture saying? And church has its own pop culture. It's a subculture. My God. On the contrary, God yet admonishes that we give our lives to him. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I'm going to read it from the NCV, New Century Version. The Apostle Paul admonishes us against such a mindset. Since God has shown us great mercy, I beg you to offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to him. Your offering must be only for God and pleasing to him, which is the spiritual way for you to worship. It's, in other words, your reasonable service. Do not change yourselves to be like the people of this world, but be changed within by a new way of thinking. Look at God. Mm-hmm. Then uh, you will be able to decide what God wants for you and will know what is good and pleasing to him and what is perfect. Amen. End quote. Our life must measure up to our belief. Uh, We are saved to what? To serve, right? Not ourselves, to serve others. The Christian life is relational with respect to Jesus, others, and ourselves. So the balance of our relationship brings us joy. J, Jesus. O, others. And Y, you. When do you come in last? Amen? It's all about Jesus, then others, then you. We must be in fellowship with each other, my God, respecting and honoring each other in the way that we should be honored. Christian service is our part in the gracious work of God. We can serve God if we have been saved by his grace and transformed by his love. We can serve God by becoming the personification of Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 13. God wants living sacrifices, not dead ones. Amen. Yes. Many will die for Christ, but few will live for him. Isn't mm. that something? Mm. One definition of a modern Christian is this, quote, People who will die for the church that he or she will not attend faithfully, end quote. Mm. Their track record of disloyalty and spotted attendance is an ironic proof of their modern day membership. I didn't even say covenant discipleship because folks are scared of that because of so many cults out there that are misusing the biblical standard. Mm. My God, of course, there are some who will attend faithfully, but they do not necessarily give faithful attention to Jesus, who should be the Lord of their hearts. Right. They let any and everything come in their heart and they like these modern day mantras, follow your heart. God didn't say follow your heart. God admonishes us to train our heart. Amen. And that by the word of God. Sorry, the unadulterated word of God. You got to be specific in this modern day. Hallelujah. You know what? Such folk cannot practice what they preach, nor can they preach what they practice. My God, if they practice, uh, preach what they practice, you'll hear all kind of stuff up here that shouldn't be said anywhere. My God, let alone the house of God. Due to these maladies, many people are not really shining for Jesus the way they ought to. They have uh, become faulty witnesses or dead stones that are crumbling, making a breach in the fellowship that allows uh, the doctrine of devils to just walk right on in, infiltrate, contaminate, and devastate the pure minds of the household of faith. One bad apple can destroy the bunch. My God, if you let it. Becoming a new creature will remedy these problems, you will see differently when that happens. Think about this as we are going home. We must adhere to these exhortations. These are warnings from God, which will serve to fortify our holy nation, as God puts it, or fellowship of believers. He puts it that way also, enabling us to be on guard against the wiles of the devil, as he put it. Don't shoot the messenger down. Amen. Every individual, every family, every church must be on guard at all times, especially in these perilous times that we live in. What we do on our days off from church services can be the very portal of Satan's underground railroad since we are in Black History Month. Let's use vernacular from that. Yes, the devil has an underground railroad whose stealth performance causes malady and mayhem within the minds of his beguiled victims those victims become tools of terrorism with the charisma to lead souls away into captivity this is not the day and time to be passive and compromising toward what seems right to people when god is warning and weaning us away from such leaven so many souls today are distracted neglecting their position in christ There has to be a change before there is an implosion which will rob us of our potential blessings, killing our fellowship while it is yet in its initial phases of development and inevitably destroying it, scattering the sheep everywhere. If that happens, many will join the crowd of disillusioned, callously hearted witnesses who have and are stumbling over the faulty faith of the fallen, who are pitifully falling into complete apostasy. My God, it is of no coincidence that Paul admonished his spiritual son, Timothy, by saying this in 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 7. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. He made sure he said in Christ Jesus because people had already been teaching faulty grace then and he said and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses you know the folk who were following suit in the discipline of being a covenant disciple the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of jesus christ no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life That he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Don't get all tangled up and tied up with the affairs of the carnal world. That's what he's saying. We must be tangled up, wrapped up, tangled up, tied up in what and who? Jesus. Amen. And finally, since Jesus is our model, the living cornerstone of our fellowship, we must, as 1 Peter 2, 1 through 5 teaches, based on the A New Revised Standard Version. Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood and to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Jesus is tenderly calling us all to fortify ourselves with his lordship. And being a lord, he has to help us to come into the knowledge of the faith, not just ever learning. But enter into the door, Jesus Christ, and let him teach you. Let him admonish you on how to live. But you have to agree to it. You have to take on what he is saying. You have to let it be who you are. And when you are in covenant with Christ, that's how it is. You're allowing him to teach you. You are letting him disciple you. People who are discipled by Christ are called disciples. Thank you, Lord. That's what he's calling. He gives us strength in due season. We will reap if we faint not. Mm -hmm. If we hold on to the tenets that allow us to become the personification that gives credence to his word and his will, we will become the evidence of a better covenant. Somebody stand and praise the Lord with me. Hallelujah. Oh, help us, oh God. Help us to receive your word, to become, oh God, uh, the evidence of a better covenant. We know you're able. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' bachelor's day. I thank you, Lord, that we thrive on the true word of God. We of the Realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the holy word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.